How many times have you heard that? Have you ever said that, you know? I'm only human. But is that really true for Christians? Isn't it a fact that in Christ we are to be more than mere men? And it's obvious that some really are. Some Christians really live above the circumstances of life. They have the resources that mere men do not have. And it's, it's evident. But then other Christians, probably the majority, don't seem much different than anyone else. They act, react, and respond to life like non-Christians. They're religious. They go to church, they're active in church functions, but they're really not much different than anyone else on the street. Why is this? Why the difference in Christians? Well, I believe it can be traced to a developmental problem in many Christians' lives. And Paul puts his finger on it in his letter to the Corinthians. And I, brethren, could not speak to you as to spiritual men, but as to men of flesh, as to babes in Christ. I gave you milk to drink, not solid food, for you are not yet able to receive it. Indeed, even now you are not able, for you are still fleshly. For since there is jealousy and strife among you, Are you not fleshly? And are you not walking like mere men? For when one says, I am of Paul, and another, I am of Paulus, are you not mere men? Well, there seems to be four categories of men in view here. And most of us have been in two or three or possibly all of them in our lifetime. We all start out as men of flesh, or as Paul referred to them back in chapter 2, as natural men. And then, when we accept the Lord, we become babes in Christ. From there, we can become either fleshly brethren or spiritual men. And obviously, God's will for us is to become spiritual men not fleshly brethren. So let's examine these categories and this developmental process this morning and see if we can't discover where we are and why so many never become what God intends them to become. We all began as men of flesh. Our innate spiritual nature was lost in the Garden of Eden. Our ability to communicate and fellowship spiritually with our Creator was lost through sin. So we come into the world as men of flesh. Now, by His grace, we still have the potential to become spiritual if we respond to His offer to forgive us. But we all start out as men of flesh as a natural man. Now, of course, we are using the term man generically here, referring to both men and women. 
but it does sound very timely to be talking about men on Father's Day. So it fits. Anyway, we come into the world as men of flesh. And as Paul said in 2.14, those who remain natural cannot accept the things of God. They cannot understand spiritual truth because the Spirit isn't within them. They remain in the dark. They don't see the value in the things of God. Paul even goes so far as to say they see it all as foolishness. It doesn't make sense to them because natural man is selfish by nature. He lives for himself and for those who benefit him. You know, if you don't believe in the spiritual, it makes no sense to sacrifice the physical and the material. And that leads to jealousy and strife and the conflicts that characterize our world. We all begin like that. We are men of flesh, women of flesh at one time. But something happens to us who are in Christ. We were born again. We changed. We started over. We became babes to a new way of life. And that happened to the Corinthians too. They became babes in Christ. When Paul first led them to Christ, he had to treat them like the babies they were. He says, And I, brethren, could not speak to you as spiritual men, but as to men of flesh, as to babes in Christ. I gave you milk to drink, not solid food, for you were not yet able to receive it. Now, I don't think Paul is reproving them here. He's just stating a fact. When they first became Christians, they were babes in Christ. And it soon becomes evident that babes in Christ are made of flesh. Now, when we invite the Spirit to come in, we are men of flesh. And the flesh has a grip on us. We don't become spiritual men overnight. You don't come out of the baptistry a man of God. It takes time for the Spirit to dominate the flesh. So we are all still fleshly in the beginning, and that's to be expected. We're baby Christians. And everyone expects babies to be self-centered and inconsiderate. You know, they don't think of others. They only think of themselves, and they expect to have everything done for them. They cry, and everyone runs to see what's wrong and to fix things for them. Well, even newborn Christians are expected to be like that, and that's not a problem. We take care of newborns, and most people enjoy it. Even feeding a baby can be fun, you know? And, of course, a baby's diet is different from an adult's. They don't have the teeth needed to get nourishment from an adult diet. So they have to be made on something made just for them, something they can handle. Milk. It's the same with new Christians. They must be fed on milk for a time. So Paul fed the Corinthians milk. 
after their conversion. He knew what they needed, and He gladly gave it to them. He knew it was a nourishing diet for babies. Now, just what was the milk that He gave them to drink? No doubt it was the same thing the writer of Hebrews talks about in Hebrews 5, 12 through 6, 3. For though by this time you ought to be teachers... You have need again for someone to teach you the elementary principles of the oracles of God, and you've come to need milk and not solid food. For everyone who partakes only of milk is not accustomed to the word of righteousness, for he is a babe. The solid food is for the mature, who because of practice have their senses trained to discern good from evil. Therefore, Leaving the elementary teachings about the Christ, let us press on to maturity, not laying again a foundation of repentance from dead works and of faith toward God, of instruction about washings and laying on of hands and the resurrection of the dead and eternal judgment, and this we shall do if God permits. Milk is the elementary teaching about Christ. The foundational doctrines of repentance, faith, baptism, gifts, resurrection, and judgment. Now, some might consider these to be the deep subjects of Scripture, but the author of Hebrews says these doctrines are elementary. They're foundational. And as we mature, we must go beyond them. In fact, we won't mature if we don't go beyond them. If our diet never changes, we will never progress to spiritual maturity. Our growth will be stunted and we'll go from being fleshly babes in Christ which is fine and to be expected to being fleshly brethren, which isn't fine. And that's what was happening to the Corinthians. Paul says, indeed, even now you are not yet able, for you are still fleshly. For since there is jealousy and strife among you, Are you not fleshly? And are you not walking as mere men? Paul said they were still fleshly. But he uses a different word here than he did in verse 1. As babes in Christ, they were fleshly. You could tell they were made of flesh. But now, several years after their conversion, they were still fleshly. But it's a different word. The second word he uses means not just made of flesh, but characterized, even dominated by the flesh. They were what the King James Version calls carnal. From the Latin carne, meaning flesh. They were carnal Christians. Believers who were dominated by the flesh. Now, they were Christians, 
Paul refers to them as brethren and states that they had been babes in Christ. They had been born again, but they had not matured. They were still fleshly. They were carnal. They still thought like natural men. And that is the mark of a carnal Christian. They think like natural men. They're good people. They love the Lord. They go to church. But they still think like natural men. And as a result, they act like natural men. Their lives are characterized by jealousy, strife, and division. They see strife and division and cliques in the church, even when they're not Christians. They think, they act like natural men and women. Their lives are characterized, again, by jealousy and strife and division. They are still self-centered. They are selfish. They're still fighting for their rights. For power and prestige in the world and even in the church. In a dog-eat-dog world, they act like the rest of the dogs. And that is a carnal Christian. Now, contrary to the traditional view that Carnal Christians are those who are lustful and involved in sexual sins. They're simply Christians who still think and act like mere men. They are Christians, and they're religious, but they are not Christ-like. They don't think like Christ. They don't act like Christ. They don't respond to life and its challenges as Christ would even though the Spirit of Christ has been invited into their lives. Like the old Indian said, they have both a white dog and a black dog inside of them. They just don't feed the white dog an adequate diet. So the black dog wins most of the time. Obviously, that's not what Christ wants. He wants us to be spiritual men. Paul pointed out the difference between natural men and spiritual men in chapter 2. Spiritual men have the mind of Christ. They think like Jesus. They respond like Jesus. They appraise all things from a spiritual point of view. And they can do this because they feed on the meat of the Word. They go beyond the foundational doctrines that brought them to Christ, those elementary teachings that the author of Hebrews encourages us to go beyond. Instead of focusing on the initial changes we made when we came to Christ, when we repented, we need to search the Word to discover what changes He expects now in our life. 
Instead of re-examining those things that led us to faith in God, we need to be learning how to walk by faith on a daily basis. Rather than trying to convince everyone that we are right about the hows and whys of baptism, we need to be exploiting and explaining and exploring what it really means to rise, to walk in newness of life. Instead of arguing over the gifts of the Spirit, we need to be learning how to live Spirit-filled lives and how to exhibit the fruit of the Spirit. Instead of basking in the glory of our coming resurrection, we need to focus on bringing others eternal life. Instead of seeking to motivate one another with the fear of eternal judgment, we need to delve into the depths of Christ's love. And let love, rather than fear, become the great motivator in our lives. As we do that, as we come to understand Christ's sacrificial love for us, we will become more willing to sacrifice for others. Instead of fighting for our rights, we will yield to them. And as a result, jealousy and strife and conflict will disappear from our lives as we become spiritual men. That is Christ's goal for us. And that should be our goal. And the way we know if we've achieved that goal is very simple. We look for jealousy and strife in our lives. If it's still there, we are carnal Christians. We are fleshly brethren and sisters. That's how you know if you're spiritual or not. You don't judge a man's spirituality by how religious he is. You judge it by how Christ-like he is. And you identify a Christ-like man by the cross upon which he has crucified self. Until that happens, we are only human. After it happens, we can become more than mere men as we feed on the meat of the Word and go on to maturity in Christ. So where are you this morning? Are you a natural man? I invite you to be born again. Are you a babe in Christ? Drink all the milk you need and let us help you begin your Christian walk. If your growth has stopped, change your diet. Dig a little deeper into God's Word. And obviously, if you're not in God's Word, you're not even going to be a healthy baby in Christ. Are you in God's Word? Regularly. Every one of you. Do you know it? Do you read it? 
Do you meditate on it? Do you think about it? Do you get excited when you discover truth and things you hadn't seen before? You will never become a spiritual man or woman unless you are in the Word. You can come to church every week and not be a spiritual person, a mature person in Christ. Was it Keith Green who used to say, what was it? Being in a, you just going to a chicken house doesn't make you a chicken, or being in a garage doesn't make you a car, or something like that. You know, just being in church doesn't mean you're a Christian, not a mature Christian. The only way you go on to maturity in Christ is by being in the Word. And eating a mature diet. Don't just keep chewing the same pablum year after year. You won't grow. You won't develop. There's nothing more important for us to do as a body of believers than to encourage one another to go on to maturity in Christ. That's our job. We talked about evangelism before. You know, what we do out in the world, that's evangelism. What we do in here is maturing people to become Christ-like. And if that's not happening in your life, it's not because the food isn't prepared, it's because you won't eat it. Nothing is more frustrating than to prepare a meal for men and women and have people walking out with no idea what was served because they didn't even taste it. I'm getting a little wound up. <laughs> Nothing is more frustrating to a preacher than to preach and teach God's Word as faithfully as he can. Year after year after year after year. And see, some people never get it. I mean, I may be a really good preacher. I may not be. But if all you get is what comes out of here and here and where it's coming out of, you're not getting enough. Okay? You need to be in the Word yourself. And if you're not, you're kidding yourself about your walk with Christ. And if you aren't digging deep into the Word, getting into those passages that make you scratch your head, Things you've avoided because it means you've got to think. You'll never mature. You will never become Christ-like. You just won't. It's impossible. Please. Please get on that. Dig a little deeper in God's Word. And let the mind of Christ dominate your thoughts. Everything you see and hear should filter through the mind of Christ. But it won't if you don't have the mind of Christ. And you get the mind of Christ through His Word. Okay? It's a no-brainer. It is a big-brainer. Right. I'm very close. If you're becoming spiritual men, keep it up. If more of Christ can be seen in your life today than yesterday, rejoice in your progress, but don't assume you've arrived. 
We're not going to be fully Christ-like until we see Him face to face. But the more we become like Him in this life, the more we will celebrate and rejoice and fellowship with Him for all eternity. To become Christ-like now, we can enjoy that Christ-likeness forever in the presence of Christ Himself. How amazing. All of us should be seeking to become more Christ-like today than we were yesterday. Regularly feed on the Word, on the meat of the Word, and daily surrender your will to His. You can't just do it once. (laughs) You can't say, well, I became a Christian. I said, yeah, I'll make Him Lord of my life. 30 years ago, if you aren't daily bowing before Him and surrendering to His will, you'll never know the Christian life. I surrender all. We sing it, this mean it.